Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on the show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Today we are talking about six reasons why your business isn't growing more quickly. This is a topic near and dear to my heart as I am, I mean, if you haven't heard already from like the show title and intro, I am super ambitious, I'm super motivated, driven, and I always want things to happen faster than they really are. I would say like, you know the quote that uh, patience is a virtue? I, I'm like, I've never understood that. Never once in my life have I had patience. So this episode is going to be real talk, why things aren't happening more quickly for you inside your own business, some of the things that I have personally gone through and experienced myself and have been able to move through. I think you're really going to like this episode. Before we dive into the meat of it, I want to do one announcement. So Prism, my five-month mastermind, is now open for enrollment. This container blends strategy and energetics together as one. So the way that you can think about it is like definitely we're going to go over how to build out the fanciest, highest converting email funnel to go with your passive offer. But we're also going to talk about your visibility blocks and why it feels so painful sometimes to put yourself out there and be seen. We're going to talk about all of that. So it is, it's kind of like the 5D meets the 3D. It's going to be fucking incredible. I'm so excited about this. The business owners that have joined already are incredible. They are so talented, so motivated, and I am pumped to see what five months together is going to look like. We have a couple of spots left, so if you are interested, I would absolutely head to the link in the show notes. I would check out the info page. I would check out the application. If you're interested, we get started on July 12th, so that's actually one month from the day that I'm recording this episode. Wow. In one month, we get started, and this is a five-month container. We have two coaching calls a month and then one energy healing session a month along with access to me on Voxer for everything in between as well. We're going to talk all things business growth, strategy. We're going to talk mindset, shifting into your CEO energy, how to work less. Absolutely, we're going to be doing time audits to make sure that you are doing the minimum effective dose in your business and not just doing things that don't actually move the needle or that you don't actually need to be doing. We're going to talk about hiring, delegating things out. We're going to talk about copy. Oh my God, are we going to talk about copy? Fuck yes. This has just been like my favorite topic lately, mainly because I've been working really hard on it myself and I feel so proud of how far I've come with my own copy. We're going to be talking about content, content creation. We're going to be talking about boundaries, all the good stuff. So more details using the link in the show notes and let's get into today's episode. So six reasons that your business isn't growing more quickly. So I do want to preface this with there's not just like one right way to build a business. There's like a million different right ways to build a business. I mean, I would probably argue that there's, 
you know, a way for every single human on the planet for <laughs> to build a business. So it's like there's like 8 billion different ways. But it's not just like building your business and having it be successful the quickest is the best. It's we got to think about longevity. We got to think about like, okay, well, if we're going to be here for the long term and also what gives you the most freedom, what actually allows you to do what you wanted to do when you started your business. I mean, if you're working 24-7 and you don't actually have any free time, like, is that really worth it? Believe me, it's not. I've been there where I was working like 60 hours a week when I first started my business and what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Like, yeah, absolutely. I was making bank. But like, if you don't actually get to enjoy what you've created, the quote freedom that you've created, like that for me just isn't worth it. So your definition of success and what that looks like. And this could be talking about money. This could be talking about number of clients. This could be talking about how much free time that you have. That's going to be up to you. But I want to talk about some of the reasons that things aren't moving more quickly. I like to think of this as like momentum or just getting to that next place that you want to be. It's like, oh, okay, well, I started my business. That was like step number one. Okay, and then next step is to like get some clients. Okay, that's that's step number two. And then step number three is like, ooh, okay, I actually need to be more boundaried with these clients. And then maybe I want to raise my prices. That's step number three. So whatever that next thing is for you, this episode will really meet you where you're at. So number one is, (laughs) oh my God, I just love copy lately. Okay, so it is actually not being specific enough with your copy. Yes, yes it is. You're not being specific enough and it's showing. So specific copy means that if somebody were to read it, they would know exactly what your offer is. Like they would literally have the image of your offer in their brain. Like they would know exactly how you think, how you feel about it, and they would be able to get that from your written words. They know exactly what it is and they know exactly what is in it for them. There's no question, there's no doubt, none of that. They just like, it's complete crystal clear clarity happening. And a lot of the times what ends up happening with business owners in terms of writing copy is we use this like fluffy language. And I think I'm actually gonna host a workshop on this soon. I have the name of it. I have the branding. It looks really fucking cool. I think I'm going to host it in the next couple of weeks, uh, definitely before the end of the month. So stay tuned for more information on that. It's going to be free. It's going to be dope. I'm super excited about it because I've really started to notice that like a lot of business owners, if they just improved their copy just a little bit, like they're already so good at what they do. But the way that they're communicating the offer, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't mm, that doesn't actually sound like something people want. We use like this fluffy language. We use words like confidence. We use words like trust yourself, empowerment, you name it. And it's like, yeah, that like, it just doesn't describe it accurately. It's kind of like trying to explain a word using the word. It's just like, yeah, you're going to be like more confident. And you're like, okay, but like, what does that mean? And you're like, more confident. And they're like, but for me specifically, what does that mean? Like, what does confidence look like? Paint me a fucking picture. Like, does that mean I'm going to be showing up on social media and not feel like my imposter syndrome is like, (laughs) try to kidnap me? Is that like, I'm going to be able to set a boundary with my partner and I'm not going to be second guessing myself for hours after? Like, what does confidence actually look like? Because a lot of the times with copy, we it's not that we forget this, but we we like water it down so much and we're trying to like make it so applicable to everybody. But we forget that like literally everyone has different life experiences, different conditioning, different trauma. And that creates 
different expressions of words like confidence and trusting yourself and empowerment. Like those are all just gonna mean very different things to everybody. And if we're trying to just like glaze over our copy and use words like those, it's just not gonna land. It's not gonna resonate with people. So that's one part of it is like, okay, really like looking at the the words that you're using. I mean, my mentor, she was even like, okay, but you're using the word rest. And like, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, that's a good point. What do I mean by that? So it's like anytime you can read through your copy and get more specific on like, but what do you really mean with this word? Like, I want you to paint me a picture. I want you to tell me a story. I want you to include the senses. What does it make you think? What does it make you feel? Can you taste anything? Can you touch anything? Can you smell anything? Like, put me there. Put me like in the story with you. So again, that's one part of it is like, okay, no more like fluffy language and fluffy words. We can use other language to describe it. Um, When I was actually on my silent retreat, if you haven't listened to the recap, I would go back to last week's episode and listen to that. It's really good. I was like staring at, they had this like sprig of lavender in a cup, I get a vase. It was a vase. They had the sprig of lavender in a vase in the Airbnb that I was at. And I was looking at the lavender and I was like, how would I describe this if I couldn't use the word lavender? And I was like, oh my God, that's a really good question. Okay. If I couldn't use the word lavender, like I think I would, I would explain this like it's bright. It feels really fresh. It feels like you're outside spinning around with your arms wide open and you're just breathing in deeply. You feel at peace. Like there's so many different ways that I can describe this, right? Because lavender probably smells very different to each one of us. So what if you actually just challenged yourself to describe the word that you're using, but don't use that word? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What, like literally, what is it without just like slapping this fluffy word on it? And then the other part is... People need to know like what's in it for me. (laughs) We're not doing things unless there's something in it for us, right? So it's like, okay, if I'm going to like step into your offer, whatever it is that you have, what tangible results, what shifts, what transformations am I going to walk away with? What is in it for me? And again, if we're not, you know, like using that fluffy language, like find a way to say it with more clarity. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is probably going to feel really uncomfortable because getting specific does feel very vulnerable. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I really, like, often want to cry as I'm, like, pulling, like, pulling teeth specificity out of myself to, like, describe my offers because it feels raw. It's it's scary, right? Like, oh, my God, are people going to fucking get it? Like, if you've been watching or listening to my Instagram stories lately, you might have noticed that things are a little bit more disjointed, but not in a bad way. At least I don't think so, because I am really forcing myself to go there in terms of describing my offer and not making it perfect. Like not having complete sentences where they're like the most grammatically correct ever. And I'm just like, this is how I feel about it. We're going to go with it and then we're going to move on. And that has been really freeing for me because a lot of the times the way that I think is not in like the way that I would write a school paper, for example. So it's like, it's okay to have that messy action and to just be like, okay, this is what it is and move forward and have it feel like more of like a journal entry than like an official paper that you're writing. But as you challenge yourself to really ask like, what is in it for the person that's joining? Like, what are they going to actually get out of this? And can I force myself, can I challenge myself to get more specific about what they're going to, you know, the process that they're going to go through, what changes that they're going to need to make while we're working together? Like, 
All of those things. You don't want any confusion left in your offer because when there's confusion, people don't buy. You want to be able to anticipate all of their questions. Okay, so if I actually go through this, let's say it's like a three-month one-on-one with you. If I go through this three-month one-on-one with you, what in what ways will I have to change my life during that? Is that going to cause me to like work more? Am I going to have to do more on top of what we're doing on the calls? Are you going to like require me to do homework? Like emotionally, how intense is this going to be? Like if we are leaving it up to people's imaginations, if we're just like letting them guess and we're not addressing these things, people are probably going to think that working with you is going to be too intense. It's going to take too much time. So we need to really clearly state like, hey, here's what this offer is. Here's how much time it takes. And here's what you're going to walk away with because we need people to be able to answer that question of what's in it for me. And copy is something that, I mean, there's going to be some moments where you're like, okay, what I what I wrote there, what I posted there was absolute trash. And that's okay. That's okay. It's going to happen. And in order for you to like get to those gems, you're going to need to post content that you're like, wow, I just did not love that. I did that today. I was like, ooh, not my best work. But you know what? That's okay because I had to get those words out in order for the gems underneath to come up every single time. It's like we're judging what we're writing. We are being like our own biggest critics, our own biggest assholes. And then we're like not putting anything out. And it's like, who's actually going to be able to buy your offer if you never talk about it? We're actually going to talk about this in the second reason that your business isn't growing more quickly, but we need to talk about our offer like super, super, super frequently, like a lot. You need to be able to talk about your offer a lot. And unless you are somebody that primarily and only does video, maybe it's YouTube videos or a bunch of reels or whatever it is, like written content and written copy is probably going to be very important to you. So letting go of that perfectionism, it doesn't need to be perfect. There can be typos, there can be mistakes, like what the fuck ever, right? Like you just got to get it out. You just have to get the words out. And the only way to get better at it is to do it more frequently. We, it's like we're trying to make like each piece of content so profound. Oh my God, this has to be like the best thing that I've ever posted. And it really doesn't. There's, there's not a lot of pressure. Like the less that you put pressure on yourself to make everything amazing that you do, the better you're going to feel. I promise you that because I did that to myself. I was like, okay, not everything has to be good. Not everything even has to be 80%. I'm just going to like put it out and that's what it's going to be. And then we're going to move on with our day. Because if you keep putting that pressure on yourself, you're going to keep holding back your words. You're going to keep not saying things. And then the pressure is going to build to where it just feels so intense to post anything because you haven't posted in so long. And it's just like this negative cycle that you get trapped in. So get more specific with your copy. Do it a lot more. It's super important. If there is one product that has made the biggest difference in my skin, it is this. And I will be the first to say that I totally fucked up and I ran out of this product for about four months until I realized like, oh my God, I actually really need this. So one of my absolute all-time favorite products is from Clearstem. Of course, they have anti-aging, anti-acne products. This is the Hydra Berry Moisture Mask. As somebody that is a dry, scaly girly, like I have dry ass skin, I was like, oh no, I'll be fine. I'll just go with like their day time moisturizer. I'll use it twice a day at day and at night. And I was realizing, I was like, oh my God, my skin still feels dry. Like even though I'm moisturizing, 
twice a day, I actually need the thicker moisture. And I know it's summer, I know it's hot out, but this feels so good on your skin. You're gonna wake up and feel like a glowing goddess. Glowing goddess, these are the vibes, nothing less. The Hydraberry Moisture Mask has calming, soothing, and hydrating properties, and it is non-pore clogging. One of the best things that I love about Clear Stem is that they don't use any pore clogging ingredients. They actually have a whole list on their website of things that you would probably be shocked to hear are clogging your pores. Things like shea butter, things like coconut oil, you know, all those things that we try to use when we're like DIYing our skincare, don't use those, use this instead. So I absolutely love using this at night and there's actually three different ways that you can use it. So you can wear it as a mask for 10 minutes, then remove it. You can actually sleep with it overnight or you can pair it with the Hydro Glow, which is their daily moisturizing lotion that I also love. You can do a little combo in there and find out you're a perfect ratio. But what I do is I just use it at night and I sleep with it on and I wake up and my skin feels so good. I was actually telling my boyfriend that like, look how good my skin looks. Like it is like two days before my period and this is like generally the time that I get uh, acne and I don't have any right now. It looks so good, I'm glowing. And it is literally all because I started adding this back into my life. So did you know that if you have oily skin, that can cause acne. Also, if you have dry skin, that can cause acne. And that's exactly what was happening to me. So if you are somebody that either leans a little bit dry, maybe you're oily, maybe you're in between. Honestly, I'd try out this moisture mask. It has completely changed the game for me. And especially because I am on camera so much, like I just, I wanna be looking good. I wanna be looking good and this is my secret weapon. So if you wanna try out anything from Clear Stem, I highly recommend every single one of their products. I love and am obsessed with all of them. I have their entire line of products. I use them every single day, twice a day. If you wanna try anything out from Clear Stem, you can use the code CHELSEA for 15% off. That is C-H-E-L-S-E-A for 15% off. I was gonna almost add the other letters to my name, but it is just C-H-E-L-S-E-A, 15% off. And you can go to clearstemskincare.com. Truly, you can't go wrong with any of their products, but if you're looking for just like a basic daily routine, I love their vitamin cleanser, their daily vitamin cleanser. I also love the Hydroglow mask, and I really, really love the Cell Renew Serum. I know you're going to become a total convert and sorry, not sorry, but I absolutely love all of their products. I know you will too. And I'm so excited to have the founders, Danielle and Kaylee, here on the podcast soon to talk all things skincare. So I can't wait to share that conversation with you once it happens. And again, you can use code CHELSEA for 15% off any Clear Stem product. Now back to the show. Number two is you're not actually talking about your offer enough. You're not actually talking about it enough. So not only do people not know what it is and they don't know what's in it for them, but you're not talking about it enough for them to actually get it. So I looked into the the like marketing rule of seven. It's the rule of seven where people actually need to see your offer seven to 10 times for them to take action on purchasing, buying, joining, whatever it is. And I was like, okay, like I've heard that, but is it actually true? And I went in and I did some research on it and it looks like it still stands. So it's, you know, seven times, seven to 10 times, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The point in here is that people need to see things a shit ton of times in order for them to take action on it. And like with the Instagram algorithm, 
people probably aren't seeing all of the content that you're posting. So let's say, for example, you have an offer. Let's go back to that, like, the three months of the one-on-one. And you only post about it seven times. What is the likelihood that the people are seeing that all seven times? Probably super low. And that every single person that sees it is actually the right fit for it. Also super low. So we need to increase the amount of times that we're actually talking about the offer in order for the right people to get their eyeballs on it. So no, you're not talking about your offer enough. I actually am like very adamant about this with clients when I work with them, that the only way that you're going to get more clarity on your offer is actually by and through talking about it. Think about it. It really makes sense, actually. Like, you get so much more clarity as you talk about things. That's why verbal processing is so important. That's why having a soundboard is so important. You're like, oh, I actually know what I need to do now. I don't need, like, anybody's external opinion. I talked myself through it, and now I know exactly what I need to do. This is the same thing with your offer. The more that you talk about it, the more you're going to understand the nuances of the offer, the details of it, who exactly it's for. And the only way that you're going to get better at that is through talking about it. I know it's really fucking uncomfortable, but you do have to talk about it more. One of my like favorite sayings that one of my mentors said that I just thought was so brilliant. She was like, if you're not annoyed <laughs> at yourself from talking about your offer so much, then you're not talking about it enough. And I was like, okay, hell yeah, good point. Like I can always talk about my offer more. I need to talk about it a lot in order to gain different perspective shifts, in order to share, you know, different types of stories. Like maybe, maybe the first story that I shared about my offer didn't resonate with somebody, but maybe the second story that I did did resonate with somebody. Maybe they actually saw it in a different light. It connected with them and it clicked. It resonated with them. So this is why it's just super important to just keep showing up. Like literally just keep talking about your offer. And Sure, we could take like that seven times rule, but I actually think it's like a lot higher than that. It's probably like more up in like the 15 to 20 times. And this is where things like repurposing your content really come into play. I've been doing this a lot for the Prism launch where I, if I send out an email, either that copy is going to go onto my Instagram stories or an Instagram post or whatever it is because I don't just want things in one place. I want things in multiple places so that there's a higher chance of it being seen. Your people, the ones that are like really excited to work with you, the ones that really love hearing from you, they're not going to be annoyed that they're seeing things twice. It's it's totally fine. You can do it. Like allow it to be easier. It doesn't always need to be so challenging and so difficult. So allow yourself to repost content and that'll really help with it. And I'm not saying like, hey, you need to, you know, completely burn yourself out and talk about your offer all day, every day. I like to do things in a little bit more of like hit style or bursts where I show up like pretty intensely for like three days and then I pull back and then I repeat that cycle and that's felt really good for me. So I showed up for, I think it was six days in the beginning of the PRISM launch. And then I was like, nope, I'm dead. I need to take two days off. And then now I'm showing up again. And that feels really good for me to have it be a little bit more cyclical and not the same amount of talking about things every single day. So if that's helpful for you, definitely borrow that. That has been a total game changer for me. And this leads us into number three, which is you're putting too much focus on providing value in your content. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this one because it's like everybody's fucking favorite saying of like, all you got to do with your content is just provide value, which I think translates to most people that like you need to be teaching people what to do. You need to be teaching people why. And that's not 
bad. It's not bad to be an educator. It's not bad to put out educational content. But where I think people get stuck is they're just like giving awareness about something and then they're not actually taking the next step and inviting people in to work with them. So then people are like, well, okay, I have information overload. I don't know what to do with this information. And then I already feel like a failure. So then therefore anything that you post in the future, like I already haven't been successful with what you've offered. So does it really make me want to step into something with you? Yes or no? Probably not. So let's say, for example, you post like this really kick ass. I mean, I'm kind of doing it with this podcast episode, but this is a talking format. So I believe it's a little bit more appropriate. And it's actually not necessarily like I'm teaching you things. I'll I'll get into it in just a sec. But basically, the important part here is like, we really want to be not just telling people things, like not just talking at them, the most valuable thing that you can actually do for your audience is to provide a perspective shift, to get people to think about things in a different way that maybe they hadn't considered before, that maybe they didn't realize. Instead of just like throwing things at them, trying to prove that you're smart, people aren't, people don't want to hire you because you're smart. Like that is maybe just a small fraction of it. Like, yeah, of course they want to know that you know your shit, but why are we spending so much time trying to convince people that I'm smart? That's if, okay, let's say for example, like I actually, this is really funny because I, this is one of the 34 pieces of content that I wrote during my silent retreat. I was like, if somebody asked me to do basic math, they probably think I was a literal idiot. Cause I, it's just so difficult for me. I am somebody that has two degrees in liberal arts. I am super creative. I, it's just, math is not a thing in my brain that works really well. <laughs> it's just, it's just not. So if I am sitting here trying to prove to somebody that I'm smart because I can do all these things and I have all this like basic knowledge, I'm completely ignoring the other half of my brain that's really creative. Like, it's okay for somebody not to think that you're brilliant at everything. That's not the reason that they're trying to hire you. Nobody's sitting here trying to hire me because to do math. Like, absolutely not. They're hiring me because I'm a great coach, because I'm really good at marketing, because I'm really good at calling people out when they're playing small and not living in alignment with their highest selves. There's so many reasons that people want to hire you and it's not just because you're smart. So why are we stuck in this teacher role of like, I know all of these things and I'm just trying to share my knowledge so that people can learn from me. Like, is that actually your highest value? Probably not. Okay, so then let's actually show people what we can do for them. For me, one of my biggest tenants in coaching is I want to I wanna help you shift your mindset. So I'm going to give you perspective shifts that can hopefully shift your perspective before we even start working together. That, in my opinion, is value. We are putting far too much focus on providing value as a way to get clients and to make money. And it feels overwhelming for people. I mean, think about the person that is scrolling on Instagram on their lunch break. It's They've like 15 minutes and you're like, here's 10, 10 ways to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh my God, that's a lot. Even if they save that post for later, what is the chance that they're actually gonna come back to that post and reread that information? It's probably so low. In my opinion, that is a huge waste of time. Take one of those things off that list of 10, go into it deeper and provide a perspective shift and truly, I mean, then you have 10 pieces of content and not just one. Don't stay surface level. 10 ways to do X, Y, Z. Here's 10 tips on how to do, like, no, nobody needs that. Nobody needs more things. They already have enough information. What if you actually gave them, you know, a way to use one of those pieces of information and they felt successful with that. So then the next time that you post an offer, they're like, well, shit, I've already had success with her and I haven't even worked with her. They're like, okay, epic. Cool. We're going to, we're going to step into the container this time. That's our, that's our hope.
chunk it down, break it down. There is probably at least a couple of sentences inside your post, inside your email, whatever it is, that you could actually get more detailed on. Go smaller. Go for the, like, the, I'm like thinking about like the crumbs. I'm like, go for the crumbs. Instead of just keeping things so bigger picture, it feels overwhelming for people. It's too much information. It's too surface level. Allow yourself to get really specific on the tiny, tiny little details. And again, I'm not saying that teaching is bad. I'm not saying that educating is bad. We do need to do it to a certain extent, but make sure that not all of your content is surrounding that because if that's all you're ever doing is teaching, then, I mean, unless you're like, you have courses where you're just teaching, it's gonna be hard for somebody to wanna step into a container that's maybe coaching with you because that's a completely different skill set than teaching is. And these first three reasons that I've shared are more based on strategy. So copy content, the content of your copy. These are more of like the tangible skill sets, I suppose, as a business owner. So more of these things that you can work on and see a direct improvement in them right away. And then the next three that we're going to talk about are more of the energetics of why your business isn't growing more quickly. I am really excited to get into these ones because hopefully they're going to make you think quite a bit more about how you feel towards your business, how you feel towards money, towards things like more responsibility. This is, I mean, these are my favorite conversations, are the ones about what's happening energetically because we can't see these as much. They're they're often like the hidden factors at play, but they're the ones that are the most impactful. I mean, I talk about this a lot, right? Like you can have the best strategy in the entire world, but if at your core you don't like truly believe that you can be successful, you're going to self-sabotage so that the that best strategy in the world never even ends up working out anyway. So let's dive into these. Number four is you're not actually open to receiving. Holy shit. I mean, how many conversations have I had in the last like three weeks? I swear, every single one of my energy healing clients, it's been the same conversation of like, you need to have one day a month where you go receive on purpose. Whether you call that a goddess day, an activation day, a ceremony day, a receiving day, an inner child day, CEO day, doesn't matter to me, call it call it whatever you want, but like one day a month, one day a month where you are totally in receiving mode. Maybe you get a massage, maybe you get your hair done, maybe you get your nails done. I'm trying to think of like things that people do. I'm like, all I wanna do is like sit and be a plant on the side of a river, do an energy healing session on myself and like just exist and be open to receiving all of the wisdom and the guidance that the universe has for me. So here's the thing, especially if you are somebody with a, feminine core. So talking feminine, masculine energy balance. No, it has nothing to do with gender. I talk about this a lot on the podcast. But if you are someone with a feminine core, you are literally built to receive. You're built to receive. And how often are we spending in the opposite energy, in masculine energy instead? So then when it's, okay, go take a day, one day to be in receiving energy, Why does that feel so hard? Because we've been spending our time in the masculine. We've been spending our time trying to protect ourselves, trying to fit in because of our conditioning. We're trying to do all the time. So this one day a month is crucial, crucial for you getting back to that feminine core. It's crucial for you learning how to receive. It's easier to stay in motion and stay distracted than it is to actually slow down 
let things catch up with you, for you to feel them, for you to process them, for you to move through them. I know that because I've definitely been there. But the more that I slow down, like, oh my God, thinking about a couple years ago in my business and just like how much I used to do, like thinking about it makes me tired. I messaged one of my clients. She shared her to-do list on Instagram. I was like, girl, that's literally more than I do in a week. What you're doing in one day is more than I do in a week. And it's not that I am not effective. It's not that I'm not efficient. I mean, I am very efficient. I can get many hours of work done in just a few hours, but my capacity to just do for the sake of doing quite low. I'm here to just like sit and receive and respond. I'm not here just for the busy work. So thinking about, am I actually open to receiving? And what am I open to receiving? Am I not open to receiving support from people, but I am open to receiving money? Notice how that's a disconnect. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You can't just tell the universe, I only want support in the form of finances. Maybe the universe is trying to send you this amazing partner that's going to support you so that you actually have more free time to work on your business but you're only wanting it to come in this one specific way. Maybe the universe is trying to send you this amazing group of friends that are going to inspire the shit out of you, and that's your million-dollar idea. Maybe it's trying to send you a business partner, a business opportunity, or a different connection, but you're like, no, I only want it to come in in the form of money. So where are you actually closed off to receiving? The way that I picture this is, okay, so we have our heart chakra, and we've all like built up these guards and barriers and obstacles and we're like nobody can get in okay nobody can get in like nobody can get in if you have those up we have to lead with an open heart we have to be completely open to receiving this isn't saying you need to be okay with everything that's always happening definitely use your discernment you know tune into your intuition see what's going on for you but where are you closed off and you're actually not allowing in support, you're not allowing in receiving because you're so dead set on it coming in one specific way. I think this is a really important conversation. This also leads into number five, which is you're energetically pushing clients and money away. This is good one. This is good one. So exploring what's in our subconscious, which is a really fun thing to do because our subconscious mind runs 95% of the show. Holy shit. So we, we're, we're running on subconscious programming. Only 5% of our day are we actually fully conscious of the choices and decisions that we're making. So 95% of our lives are run by the subconscious. And if you have underlying beliefs that more money equals more responsibility, that working more is going to be equal to less freedom, Yeah, we're totally going to energetically push those things away. For me, for a long time in my mind, a seven-figure business was synonymous with you're not going to have a life. You're not going to be able to go out and climb. You're not going to be able to have any free time to spend with anyone. And while I wanted that, the deeper part of me, my subconscious was like, absolutely don't want that. No, thank you. I've shared on the podcast before how I am an oldest child. I'm the oldest of four. And I had a lot of responsibility at a young age. And I really think that that made me a lot of a rebel. (laughs) I definitely identify as a rebel. But now anytime I am faced with more responsibility, I don't want it. I've been working on it. 
But for the most part, my body is like, absolutely not. That was placed on me at a very young age. And I don't want more of that. All I want is freedom. I want freedom. So I've really had to work through these beliefs that if I grow my business further, I'm going to have more responsibility. I wouldn't if I delegated it out, if I hired out, if I set up systems, more of the masculine, you know, to support myself. But my brain is still convinced that if I grow my business, it's going to be more responsibility. So maybe you feel like you're nervous to show up more and talk about your offer on social media. But what's really going on is, oh my God, if people actually start working with me, I'm not going to have as much free time as I thought. So that then becomes your visibility block. So it's really, really important. And this actually leads into number six. These are all interwoven, but I wanted to touch on them individually. This leads to number six, which is actually exploring how where you're at right now benefits you. I highly recommend this book, Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott. It is holy moly. Okay, so so this book is real talk. This book is like, here's what you're doing and you don't even realize you're doing it because you're actually getting off on it. And I was like, no way, I'm not doing that. No, no, I'm, I'm fully conscious of all of my decisions. I know all of the programming that I'm running. I read this book and I was like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I was like, okay. So one of the best examples that I can give you is my relationship with money. Before reading this book, I had no idea that I was spending money to try and motivate myself into making more. So I would make money, I would go through a launch, whatever it was, and then I would spend the money whether I reinvested it back into the business or I put it all into retirement, whatever it was. I just kept my bank account very low. And after reading this book, I realized that that was serving me, yes, in a bit of a like twisted and messed up way, because it was acting as motivation to go through the launch process again, even though I was feeling tired, even though I was feeling a little bit burnt out. I was like forcing myself to go through that process again because I was afraid that without the desire to actually need to make money, that I wouldn't do it. I was using that to keep myself stuck in this cycle of go, go, go. And once I realized that, I was like, okay, so we're not doing that anymore. We need to shift the focus from the making of the money to the having of the money. How can I feel more safe in the having of the money? so that I don't feel this need to move before I'm ready. I look at even last year in my business compared to this year, I've only launched three three things, and it's June. There, for the first two and a half, three years of my business, I launched something every single month. So I am dramatically slowing down because I'm actually listening to myself now. There was, I talked about it on the podcast, the liminal stage where I was like, okay, universe, like, guess I just like won't move until you tell me to move whenever you give me another idea. And then prism came. But it has really been so interesting to see how that actually was benefiting me, staying in that stress cycle and staying in this like negative form of motivation almost. Like I needed that in order to move And instead of listening to my body, which if I would have listened to my body, I would have realized that I really was super tired and that I probably did need to slow down and take a break. I pushed past that time and time again. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, can't do it anymore. Need to take a break. Need to take a really long break. But if I had actually just slowed down initially, I would have realized. So starting to ask yourself, okay, 
if I really like consciously, if consciously I want to have a six-figure business, but that's not my reality, starting to explore how is this actually serving me to not have that? Does it give me an excuse to stay in victim mindset? Does it give me an excuse to keep playing small, to keep hiding? Does it give me an excuse to continue the narrative that I'm not good enough? Where is it actually serving you? This is going to be some like, ooh, that kind of (laughs) hurts type of honesty. But that's what we need. We need to be aware of these habits, aware of these patterns in order to start to shift them. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I really enjoyed creating it. To recap the list, noticing where you're not being specific enough with your copy. Again, I'm going to be holding a workshop on this in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. You're not talking about your offer enough. This is your this is your sign right now. Go talk about your offer. Next one, number three, is you're putting too much focus on providing value when really we should be focusing on shifting people's perspective. Number four is are you actually open to receiving? Making sure that you're open to receiving in all forms. Number five is where are you energetically pushing away clients or money because you're afraid of what is attached and what comes with it? And number six, you haven't explored how being where you currently are is serving you. So tag me on Instagram. I am at Expand with Chelsea. If this is helpful for you, I would love to hear which one of these resonates with you the most. If you haven't yet left a podcast rating and review, I would really, really appreciate you taking just a couple of moments to go do so, putting some of that good karma out into the world, especially if you are a business owner with a YouTube channel, with a podcast, with an email list, and you're wanting to see people respond positively to your content as well. Put a little bit of love out into the world and see that reflected back, right? We give what we get. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode.